Today's show is really exciting for me. It has to do with reverse mortgages. And I know that doesn't sound very exciting to everybody out there, but it's a great option when rates the way they are today. If you're 55 years old or close to it or married to somebody who is, or gosh, your parents are, you should watch the show. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains, your host of Grateful Heart TV, and in studio today, we have Tara Bianco Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial. Welcome, friend. Hi, it's good to see you again. Good to see you, too. And today's topic, which is perfectly timed. Perfectly timed. That was my thought exactly. Perfectly timed. <laughs> is about reverse mortgages. Yes. And the reason why I asked you to come and talk about it is because in today's environment, they're a wonderful solution in our opinion. Yes. But just yesterday, I was on the phone with this gal named Kathy, told her to call you, hopefully she will. And if she <laughs> yeah. doesn't, hopefully your team will call her. Yes. And she's selling a home in Snowflake. Yep. They need to be in the Valley for medical reasons, but she doesn't like the Valley, so she's looking to relocate to either Payson or Tonto Basin, just south of Payson. Okay. Try to get closer to the hospitals, just because up in Northern Arizona, there are, you know, we don't have our Mayo Clinic. It's, it's all here in the Valley, right? And I'm talking to her yesterday, and I'm trying to strategize with her about reverse mortgages. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the first thing she said? I think she probably said, I haven't heard good things about reverse mortgages. That's to put it nice. Yes. And and that's why I wanted you to come and talk with us today and educate us, Tara, because I personally believe, my, I even tried to get my mom to do a reverse mortgage, and she would have had she had enough equity. So we're going to talk about that piece of it. Yeah. Uh, but I did get my former father-in-law to do one. Thank goodness we did, yeah. because my my former mother-in-law, whose rest her soul, passed away last year. Once he retired, they couldn't afford to stay in the home they were in. Yes. So he asked me to take him shopping. I went out shopping with him, trying to find properties that were something that he could afford. And it was a huge step down for them. From what he had. From yeah. what he had. So I just said, look, one day I'll sell your house. I don't care when, maybe 30, 40, 50 years, however long it takes that yeah. you get to live on this earth. Yes. But please consider doing it in reverse. And yeah. He, and he did do the education. So there's nothing. You can't do it without education. Correct. And we're going to so talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But his wife of 50 plus years got to pass in her own home. Which you just can't put a price tag on that. You know, you couldn't put a price tag on that. Yeah. And we're going to share stories today. That's really, I think, the best way to educate families to identify something that's familiar to their own circumstances and uh, how reverse mortgage has really made a difference for these families. Well, there's pros and cons. Yep. And actually, I think there's more pros than there are cons. I agree, but the cons are, in my opinion, more black and white. So there's a handful of questions that I ask right out the gate that help us determine if we should even discuss reverse mortgage as a part of the conversation. Such perfect timing. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about first is we're going to talk about the cons. Yes. And the reason why I want to talk about all the cons first, because we have this whole sheet you stayed up all night long working on for me. Yep. And we'll talk about that. But the benefits because obviously we're both proponents of it right but the cons this is the con that i heard yesterday was 
if I do one, then my kids don't get my house. Yeah, that's a big misconception. So we'll talk about that. If I don't die and it's more than 30 years, they're going to kick me out of my house. Also not true. Um, somehow someone's going to kick me out in the street and I won't have a house anymore. We'll talk about that too, but also <laughs> not true. Unless, and here's the big thing, Rebecca, is there were changes uh, to reverse mortgages over the years to make them more of a protected class for people who are considering them. And so in the past, they weren't non-recourse, meaning if you owed more on the house mm -hmm. than it was worth, they could potentially tap into additional assets in the estate, and that is not the case today. So we're really going to say, well, what are the things that changed that added the protection that really makes this <clears throat> potentially a good choice? No, I started to roll over and almost die. Yeah. Because you mentioned non-recourse. Yes. Let me tell you guys about non-recourse. Please do. So when I used to do short sales yes, and foreclosure help about, what, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, whenever it was that you and I met, yep, there's two types of loans out there. Correct. The ones that if you default, they can sue you and you have to file for bankruptcy. Correct. Because you can't get out from under it, yep. right? So when I was doing short sales and foreclosures, a lot of times people took out loans to buy, I don't know, quads, RVs, go on trips, pay off other debt. Yeah. So when I was negotiating their short sales, they would actually get pursued for that money because it wasn't on the home. It wasn't purchase money. It wasn't purchase Correct. money. It was money they had taken out to use for other things. So that's that's the def I just wanted to define that because I know a lot of times we talk, people may not understand all these little loosey-goosey terms yes. that we use, the kind that give me PTSD personally. <laughs> Bring uh, me back. Brings me back to way too many fights on the phone with banks. So basically, all these things that people have in their head yes. about reverse mortgages being bad are really tied to loans from way back when. Correct. When a lot of people did get hurt. I mean, like they they have legitimate reasons for hearing these stories because they were bad stories. Now, yes. <clears throat> what I said to the gal yesterday, I talked to Kathy, if you're listening to this, yes, I'm talking about you. I told her, I'm like, oh, don't worry, they're all government loans. But in fact, then after I said that, I remembered that you there's have new one. portfolio products yeah. coming. Yeah, they all mirror so far everything that we're see seeing on these new product offerings that are coming to market are mirroring the same guidelines as the government insured mortgages, okay. which at this point, you know, is really encouraging. Which is really good because she yes. didn't think her house could qualify for an FHA loan. Yeah. Having to do with the actual house itself. Yeah. And she's like, I always thought we had to go conventional, so it won't work for me. And then I'm like, oh, ding, 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 ding. Tara actually has a conventional product <laughs> yes. that might work for her. Yeah. So that said, we're going to take a quick commercial break because I really want you guys to come back and hear all the good things and what we're going to tell you about why, if you're 62 or 62. close to it, correct, you should be thinking about this. Or if you have parents that are 62 or older, because I'll tell you what, once I hit my 40s, all of a sudden worrying about my parents was a much bigger priority for me than it was when I was younger and they weren't close to retirement themselves. Exactly. And a lot of times our older folks... 62 and above, know people that have gotten screwed over or have heard those yep. stories firsthand, so they won't even think about it. Right. And it actually took my former father-in-law like six months before he got around to doing the classes, and then he felt a lot better and decided to move forward with it. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned. Come back, and I'm going to tell you, with Tara's help, mm -hmm. about all the really good reasons why you might want to take a reverse mortgage. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. 
My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, we're back from break. Tara. Yes. Girlfriend, this is truly your show. You created this outline. That's I'm true. so excited. I didn't have to do anything other than show up today. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. And what's really awesome is the first thing you put on here is something I had to recently figure out. I have yeah. a deal closing right now in Pine. And the buyers did a reverse mortgage to purchase. Yes, a reverse But they purchase. called it an HECM. Mm-hmm on the financing of the contract because when they wrote the contract, they were afraid of competing that I would hold it against them. They were doing an FHA loan. Oh my gosh. And I'm actually educated enough that I actually knew what that stood for. And so I go, are you just doing a reverse? And he's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, Because reverse can have such a negative connotation connotation that in a competitive marketplace, not every seller is going to wrap their brain around somebody putting, you know, $350,000 down on a 700 purchase and why that would be an issue. Right. And you know, it's funny you bring that up because for the last 2 years we had to overcome these misconceptions about VA and mm-hmm. FHA loans and sellers definitely had a preference to cash or conventional financing or things they felt had less of a potential impact mm-hmm. for issues in the course of the loan and the reality is it's just a traditional FHA loan. Just a traditional it FHA loan is, where yes. the mortgage balance increases over, over time because you don't yes. make a payment instead of decreasing. So you're always going to see a large down payment on these. So if it's a reverse purchase, they're coming to the table with money down. So this is the funny story part. Yes. You know, the marketplace is changing. Yes, it is. We listed their home and we went on market May 7th, which was Mother's Day weekend. A little quiet, wasn't bad. We had a pretty good turnout. We had a couple people acting interested and these buyers brought us a contract first. And we went ahead and went with it because of the large down payment. We mm-hmm. felt that they were not very risky. And because when you do a reverse purchase, you have to put at least 50% down. A lot right? down, yeah. We're going to talk about that. And yeah, I'll let you get in the specs because, like, like I said, this is your show. Yep. But what they said to me, they said, hey, we're putting so much money down. It doesn't even matter. We don't even worry about the appraisal. Right. Oh, which is technically not true because which the is appraisal not true. is going to set the determination yeah. for their required down payment. So what ha- ended up happening is because it was an FHA version of yes. the reverse mortgage, 
they still had to get an appraisal, even though Correct. the buyer was very well qualified and they're putting a bunch of money down. Yep. And of course it came in low. So of course the guy who's putting $350,000 down is really mad that the house didn't appraise. Because now he needs to put more money down. Because he has to put more money yeah. down than what he was expecting. Yep. And he made my seller, you know, well, he didn't make them. He asked for a price reduction. Mm -hmm. My seller did agree to meet him a little bit in the middle, uh -huh. but not by much. And only because I just told him, like, if we go back out in market, you've got a lot more competition. So you might yeah. want to think twice about not being negotiable. So he did negotiate. And we have a happy story. And it is funding this afternoon, which oh, is really that's cool. Wonderful. So we're starting to see these types of loans come to the yeah. marketplace. And luckily, I was. I understood what an HECM was. Yes. Uh, but most agents aren't going to know what that is. You are correct. I would say that the majority of agents who've entered the market in the last five years probably have hardly heard of that. So a reverse is also known as a home equity conversion mortgage, otherwise known as an H-E-C-M. So we call it a HECM. That's, a HECM. That's a HECM, yep. So a HECM. A HECM. So essentially what it is is um, a mortgage that doesn't require repayment, and it acquires interest. And then when the loan is paid off, when the home is sold, then that mortgage is paid off up to the value of the property. And we'll talk about that as we go through. Well, so let's go through it. Because right now, you've got some HECM facts. I do, yep. We got some HECM. I'm going to just keep saying <laughs> HECM over and over again, because I think that's super funny. Um, yeah, so basically... Basically, it's due and payable when the last borrower permanently leaves the home. Okay, time out. So what Tara is actually saying yes. is when, if it's a married couple, yes. one person dies doesn't automatically mean the other person has to leave. Exactly. They can, the they both uh, surviving there. spouse mm -hmm. can stay there. And you guys, this is really important because oftentimes the income that is used to qualify somebody for the mortgage can be from somebody where maybe 75% of the household income is tied to one person, and when that person passes away, that income isn't being replenished and they can no longer afford to stay in their home. And it's terrifying. I meet with families who say, you know, I'm nervous that when my husband okay. passes away or my wife passes away and the pension goes away, that we're not gonna be able to afford the home at that point. And that is a huge reason why getting a reverse sooner yes. than later is actually good because you don't make a payment. There is no payment. Yeah. There is and no you, payment. Yeah, and you can make a payment, but you don't have to. And that is the biggest piece of that. The other thing that I want to touch on is tax free. It is, yeah, tax equity tax free. free. So we're gonna talk about that too. But going back to the due and payable, so or protected non-borrowing spouse. And so I want to just touch on that. So you have to be 62 years old to be a borrower on a reverse mortgage. But let's say that the husband is 65 and the wife is 55. Which happens all the time. Which, I'm sorry guys, let's be honest. Yeah, happens, happens all, all the, the time. time. And so the wife can't be on the loan, but the husband is most likely the primary wage earner in that situation. And so he can be the mortgager, he can be the one who gets approved for the reverse mortgage. And as long as he discloses the non-purchasing spouse in the original um, application. application, and we'll go through what those requirements are, the non-purchasing spouse can stay in the home until they die. So you mean if the 65-year-old married a 35-year-old? Yes. That would still work? Yes. Oh. I know. So we're going to talk about that. There's some, <laughs> there's some pretty um, fantastic nuances that if they apply to you can really be a wonderful benefit. Oh, my goodness. I just got chills. And the reason why there was a story, um, James had a client over in Sun Lakes. We called her the Black Widow. Okay. She, you can only imagine. <laughs> there's a backstory there. There's a huge backstory yeah. there. Yeah. But she would have loved to have been on all these mortgages. I just guarantee you that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, she was interesting. So, okay. I, okay. I want to talk about tax-free. Yeah. Because tax-free is kind of a big deal right now. Uh, yeah. Since deal. there's a lot of people selling houses that have tax consequences. Mm-hmm. How is this tax-free? Yeah, so you can advance the equity out of the home. So I'll give you an example. I had a client last month who owned his home free and clear. Okay. His kiddos wanted to buy a property, but they didn't qualify on their own, and they didn't have the money down that was necessary to purchase the home. The parents are staying in this home indefinitely, and they were leaving the equity to their kids anyway. So their thought was, why wouldn't we tap into the equity of our home and help our kids purchase a home now While they're alive. rather than wait until we yeah. die for that equity to be passed down to their surviving heirs? And so we did a reverse mortgage and took that money out, and that allowed that family to gift that money to their kids who put a very large down payment on a new purchase and then made their mortgage affordable. And now now these guys know that their kids are taken care of and have a home, which is just huge. Awesome story. And Great. that's actually what I recommended yeah. to Kathy was to do a reverse on her property in Snowflake. But then she's like, oh, no, it has to be conventional. You could have still done that. But then when she told me she was actually planning on selling it, yeah, I'm like, well, well however much money you get out of that, you just times it by two, and th- that could be the house that you purchase. Yeah, I think the big takeaway on reverse mortgage is it really needs to be your primary residence. Yeah. If you're not going <clears> to <throat> stay in the house, then you sh- you shouldn't really consider a reverse mortgage as a short-term solution. No. Oh, well, and then that's when I figured it out. I'm like, oh, well, then what you're purchasing should be the one. Yes. Not, you know, because she doesn't plan to keep the snowflake Correct. place. So that totally makes sense. So you guys need to pay attention. Can't be a secondary financed. Nope. It can't be for an investment property. We're no. only talking about the home you and you, and your significant other must be married. Ooh, do not, they, do not, they must, not must be married. So yeah, because that, that could be really interesting. Yes. What about same sex marriages and what about common law marriages? So if you are legally married, that's the definition. Okay. So wherever the legal means, le- wherever, you, wherever you're state. at and what state you're at, if you are legally married, then you can be out there. Now you can have two borrowers who aren't married right but they're both 62 so okay so that would be okay too oh absolutely but we're only talking about the person who's under the age of 62 who's with somebody who's over the age of 62 they they must be be legally married non-purchasing spouse to be to be counted so as long as in the state that you're in same sex works why not sure absolutely yep okay so taxes and insurance paid directly to the borrower or set aside Okay, so that's a great question. So it, it depends on the borrower's creditworthiness and capacity. So it's possible that if they don't show they have enough income to pay the taxes and the insurance themselves, then the lender can do a LISA, set aside of the money for future taxes and insurance. Did you call it a LISA? I did. It's an acronym, and we'll talk a little bit about that. you got to stop with the acronyms yeah. and stop hitting um, that table, girl. But essentially, <laughs> it's like an escrow account. So we're going to set okay. the money aside, and the bank Just is like going to pay. Just like an impound account. Exactly. Okay. So the bank will simply pay the maintenance taxes insurance on your behalf. So that's cool. So because, you know, a lot of times people worry that maybe mom or dad is not in a place mentally. Yeah. To take care of all those auxiliary bills. So if they get them in a reverse, we don't have to make a mortgage payment. That's Correct. great. But you could still lose your house in a tax sale. Yes. So in that scenario, it would totally be appropriate to set aside those funds for that purpose. Okay. So we talked about the 62-year-old citizen, legal resident. Yep. All borrowers must be on the deed. Yep, and if they have a trust set up, we can get approved to close in the trust, which is fine. Okay, so capacity and willingness 
analysis. What in yes. the world does that mean? Well, a lot of people say you don't have to qualify for a reverse mortgage. I would say that's the biggest selling point that loan officers will oftentimes speak to. But the reality is we are still required to look at their cash flow and their overhead and make sure that the loan that we're putting them into, if they are responsible to maintain the property, mm-hmm. that they have the, the, means. Abil- the ability to do yeah. that. Absolutely. If we pull the credit report and they have a bunch of collections and it's clear that they are in over their head, then we want to make sure that we guide them appropriately. Could they even qualify with a bunch of collections? They could, yeah. But then what we're going to do in that scenario is we're going to put that money for taxes and insurance aside. Because they've shown they don't have a great track record. Yes. And the other thing is we want to make sure they don't have tax liens or judgments that could pose a threat to the title of the home. And so we still are looking at the title work. So if we have a borrower who maybe had credit cards they didn't pay and they pursued judgments and those judgments are not satisfied, then that could be an issue. We have to have clear title on the home to use this program. Okay, so clear title's important. Yep. Uh, I think for my lady, it had to do with flood insurance. I'm not sure. We'll have to check on the snowflake In property. In that scenario. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although she's going to do it for purchase, then it may not matter. Yep. Um, this was this part of the slide you're talking about under the age of 62. I feel like we kind of cleared that up on the Hickam. We did. I think the biggest takeaway from this one is the non-purchasing spouse has to have occupied and continued to occupy the property the entire time. So if they, and they used an example where So they, my Black Widow example probably yeah, won't work. would not work. <laughs> um, if they've been legally separated okay. or if they have not been living in the home as their primary residence, they won't have that same protection. I remember I went through and did the senior training. I'm actually senior certified. And yeah. I remember them telling me that they will periodically spot check and they go do. knocking on doors. Yes. So you can't joke around with this because if, if grandpa dies yes. and maybe all the rest of the family's living in the house. Yes. They will find out. You have to they sign. They will make you get out. You are correct. You have to sign and and attest once a year mm-hmm. that it is your primary home. And so that needs to be the case. Uh, there was an incident recently with um, COVID uh-huh. where they would normally go back and forth between their primary home and their vacation home. But because of COVID, they didn't travel back. Ooh. Their occupancy statement arrived in the mail. And they didn't, they didn't there respond to sign it. within the permitted time frame. And they were notified that if they didn't respond, that they would start the proceedings to sell the home. So Ooh. you do have to. So we can't joke around with this. Yeah, this, this is serious. isn't something where you put your kids in the house and call it your primary. It needs to be the home that you're residing in. That you're filing your taxes for yes. your, your utilities are in your name correct you you know yeah everything i mean it needs really, to be your primary home it's where you spend 51% of your time 100% okay so we're past that on the heckum yep protecting mature americans now this part i thought kind of goes into line with the classes somebody could expect to take. Yes. This is the material that they would cover, right? Yes, you're absolutely right. And even the pre-education that somebody considering this type of a mortgage is gonna get. So we talked about the non-recourse loan, so the fact that they can't come after anything other than the equity in the property. Um, They do have to do the mandated counseling. There's no prepayment penalty on these loans. That's awesome. So that's really, really important. Uh, Pre-counseling application and closing. So when you talked about a purchase, Rebecca, this Uh is really important. The borrower needs to already have been through the counseling to have submitted the application so it doesn't cause a delay in the closing. So you would, that's a question as an agent that I would be asking the loan officer. And that is exactly what I told Kathy yesterday. I'm like, hey, I don't care if you're not ready for a few months. Yeah. 
make the call now do the class so you can get the classes in to know if you even want to do a reverse mortgage yes because they just don't let anybody you got to make sure that they understand what they're signing up for and you want to make sure that if there's other decision makers that are in the family who have for example have been named a trustee children things of that nature that everybody's on the same page with what it is the parents are considering doing so when my former mother-in-law passed away Mm -hmm. They were actually scared because the kids didn't realize that dad could stay there. Oh, yeah. Because you know, they just didn't know. Because they just don't know. Yes. And then they were worried about, you know, the equity being, you know, gone and him being out on the street. Because yes. it, it's not just the people taking out the loan, but the family who are responsible. The family who's responsible yes. for helping them yes. need to understand that, too. So yes. I, I actually think that's awesome. And then this kind of talks about what I was getting into with Kathy yesterday. Yeah about a property that's eligible, the actual house itself. Yes, so single family homes are eligible. A two to four unit, which I know in Arizona isn't as common, but there's lots of places around the country where a lot of homes are duplexes or fourplexes, so it can be two to four units. Um, A manufactured home, as long as it meets the requirements of FHA, and then condos, as long as they also are insurable by FHA. So just no investment properties. We already talked about that. Yeah, 51% of the time, you gotta be there. You got it. So, So go ahead. Yeah, so Heckam purchases, who are these really great for? So um, borrowers who are downsizing Mm -hmm. and moving to an area maybe where their kids live that is more expensive. Mm. And so the the proceeds from the sale of their house aren't going to be sufficient to get them out without a new mortgage. And they just simply don't have it in their budget to take on a mortgage at this season of their life. So that's actually really interesting because you put up here the interest rates. Uh And that was the talk yesterday because the borrower that I was speaking with that Mm -hmm. wants to buy a home in Payson she was like, oh, my gosh, but what are, what are the rates? Because they've got to be, you know, I think, again, people assume they're predatory. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, it's it's going to be an FHA mortgage if right. you qualify. Right. So it should be pretty close to in line. I, I know it's a little bit more than regular FHA. It is FHA. a little bit more than a traditional FHA, but there are multiple options. And this is where it's really important to be properly informed. So you can do a fixed rate or you can do a line of credit. And depending on what the intent for use is, sometimes it's more appropriate to go with an adjustable rate mortgage, and sometimes it's more appropriate to go with the fixed rate. So you gotta really work with a lender on that. Okay, so that is something that I actually did not like. So tell me if this is, and maybe I'm not understanding it right. So when uh, my former father-in-law bought, I didn't want him to take out a big lump sum. Mm-hmm. I, I know they have it where you can receive a check every month as yes, well. Yes, it's like an annuity. That's like an correct. annuity. Mm-hmm. And the way I looked at it was there was less chance that he would blow through that big pile of money mm-hmm. if he was receiving a check every month, in addition to getting to live in the house for free. Yes. So I know there's a couple options and what I felt, and maybe I'm wrong on this, mm-hmm. that perhaps the person who did the mortgage form didn't like the annuity option. Maybe it wasn't in their best interest. I don't know exactly how the behind the scenes so works. So it's not compensation driven, okay, for sure. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, which means the loan officer doesn't get paid more you know, one or way less. or the other. Okay. It's really about what meets that client's need. Mm-hmm. And so a fixed rate is only gonna offer a one-time disbursement. Right. So an adjustable rate mortgage is like a line of credit, which would be like a home equity right. line of credit. And you don't have to pay interest um, on the full line amount before you need the money. And so on That's, the situation yeah. that you just brought up, an adjustable rate would actually be more appropriate if they're only looking to disperse a monthly um, it was amount just, for income supplementation. It was income supplementation. Uh-huh. And so when I heard that he took this big, huge, and this was before I knew you were able to do reverses, sure. I was just like, oh gosh, I hope he didn't just do that. Because again, yeah. I think everybody's very suspect of reverse mortgages yeah. and they're trying to figure out you know, who's winning. Yeah. 
Well, who's really winning is truly the borrower who gets to live in their home until they pass with no payment. Well, it, you know, it's funny because I'm a person of tell me the situation where this was appropriate. So my own dad took out a reverse mortgage last month, and it's because he's not eligible for long-term care. So his mother had a stroke at a young age. He's already had many strokes. And so for him and his wife, long-term care isn't going to be an option for him. And so he wanted to get the equity out of the house to have that money available to him to provide for in-home care in the event they needed it. And they both knew our kids are fine. They're not relying on the equity of this home. It's more important to us to be able to have the money now to travel in their fifth will, to do the things that they love, to have no mortgage payment in retirement, and to enjoy the, the years that they do have that are available to them. You know, and honestly, that was a conversation I had with my former sister-in-laws. Yeah. Because I called them. I'm like, hey, look, they, if they sell, it's because they can't afford it. Yes. And like, your mama wants to live there. Yes. Let her live there. And they were both super cool with it. Once they understood, because they both are homeowners themselves, they've been getting yes. equity themselves. So they were like, no, I want my mom to get to live there as long as she can. Yeah. I think education's key. You know, and, and the family does need yeah. to be on board and part of the education process because otherwise they're spilling their own misconceptions perhaps yeah. onto the homeowner who's considering it as an option that may make sense for them. Well, and that's the key is everybody's got all this misinformation. So yes. I hope if nothing else that today's show will at least explain to people it's not scary. No. And there's some wonderful benefits. Right. You just have to learn about it. Just like anything, once you learn about it, yes. you take away the fear. And when you have multiple parties that you trust, that right. are trusted advisors in your life, financial planners, CPAs, your family, mortgage professionals, um, then you have other people to say, hey, is this a good idea? You know, and, and be educated. And for the ones that are questioning it, just tell them to watch the show or give one of us <laughs> yes. a call because we'll talk all about it. I mean, like there's been several this year since the rates have gone up. Yeah. And they are on fixed income and they can't afford to purchase unless they do reverse. Yeah. I'm Because they have equity. Well, I'm, I'm going to be recommending this all day long. Yes. And so what if the rate's a little bit higher than what it used to be? It doesn't matter. You're not making payments. Exactly. And the biggest thing, you know, I had a gentleman, this is crazy, I spoke with this morning whose house is worth $1.2 million. He doesn't want to move. That equity is trapped in the house. He doesn't want the mortgage payment. And so he called me about a reverse because while values are high, yeah. he recognizes that he's going to be able to get the most out of the house right now based on the appreciation we've seen the last couple of years if that's going to set what he right. can borrow. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because I, I, I hear what you're saying loud and yeah. clear. There's a lot of fear out there that the prices could go down. Yes. I don't personally believe it. I know you don't personally believe right. it. We have a lot of reasons. That's a whole nother show. That's a different show. But the fears out there. Yes. And 100%. people think that. So if you're of that mindset, like I want to cash out while I can, but I don't really want to move. I don't want to move. Right. Then cash out with the reverse as long as you're 62 or you're married to somebody who is. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about Bill's principal limit because I think this is kind of key too. I mentioned Very this earlier. Key. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, they're interested in perhaps considering a reverse purchase, uh -huh. but they're trying to figure out how much do I have to put down? Does it make right. sense? Can I make it work? And so it's based on your age. It's called the principal limit. And basically they take an expected rate, which is what interest rates have done historically. So uh -huh. it's not the current fair market rate. It's 
a rate over time. And so in Which his, actually this is better. Yeah. So in his particular situation it was four point five six. And based on his age, if you look at the chart above, he could do fifty point three percent as his principal limit. So you take the value of the property at fifty point three percent and that's how much he could borrow. The property's worth four hundred thousand, therefore he could take out a loan for two hundred and one thousand. So technically he in a river but have no mortgage payment. He has no mortgage payment. And he keeps two hundred thousand dollars cash on hand if he was somebody who was considering do I pay cash for this house or do I do a reverse? Well, where is that? Where's that other money going? Well, and there's a huge advantage for somebody doing a cash purchase as well. Absolutely. When it is competitive, if you are competing for one of the nicer homes out there, which there's still competitive yeah. situations happening, you're putting a big down. Someone's going to catch that attent get you know that will catch their attention. Yeah. You just need to make sure that you can speak to what it is. And then can I ask you, Tara? Because I know we're getting closer to the end. I want to roll through this. Yeah. But I also want to ask you, what is the difference, if any, between your conventional mortgage product, your HECMs, yes. that are in-house with your mortgage company yes. versus the FHA VA uh, The primary is the income, or is the age, so 55. They'll do it at an age of 55 as opposed to 62. For one spouse or both? For I, It's the borrowing age is 55. 55. So it's going to, essentially what it does is it reduces the amount that they're going to borrow on the house based on life expectancy. So, so maybe they was, can't borrow as much. You're not going to be able to borrow as much, but it gives you the option to still take advantage of this sooner just for a smaller amount of the equity in the home. Which is the, actually what this was. This chart was kind of showing, Oh, 100%. It? Yep. So at age 75, you could borrow 53%. Where at or age, age 70, 70, it's 50. It's 50. Okay. And as you can see, they're not a massive difference, right, no. based on the rate. And the other thing I think is worth touching on is that you can refinance a HECM. So if you do do a fixed rate and interest rates go down, you can take advantage of that. It doesn't mean that you're locked into it. Even though you're not paying that payment, it affects the amount of interest that's being added to the principal So balance. what type of interest uh, adjustable rate would it be? Would it be the type that fluctuates yearly? It's prime plus, um, it's uh, okay. an index, CMT plus a margin. And so it's going to fluctuate Every based year. on the market. Yep. Not if on you, the LIBOR though. Not on the LIBOR. Yep. That's no longer an option. <laughs> so I'm I, dating myself when I say that. Guys. Yes. Both of us. So I want to quickly touch on, you brought it up, Rebecca, so 10-year payments and versus line of oh, credit. Oh, that's what they call it. So It's called a 10-year payment. Okay. And you get that indefinitely. So if you set that up, that line of credit, mm -hmm. you're going to have it until they pass away. If it's 90, 100, it doesn't matter. They're still going to receive those payments like a pension. I love it. Me too. It's great. If somebody has worked really hard all their life to pay off their house, I have a couple friends. You mentioned 55. A lot of my friends are hitting their 50s. My husband just hit 50. Yeah. I'm right behind him. And so when I look at this as an option at the age of 55, when somebody is really scared about a mortgage payment today, yeah. that's a great way to do it. It may be definitely something to consider if you've got the equity in the Because I was it. thinking we're talking 62-year-olds. I no. didn't realize we were talking 55-year-olds. No. So 55-year-old people. I know a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of them. And I think all of them should talk to you about doing this type of financing if they have the equity in their home to do so. Right. You have to have the equity. Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead. Okay, so the second option is a fixed rate option for cash out. And this was somebody where the age of the youngest borrower was 69. The fixed rate option was 699 
the maximum claim amount, which you guys is just the appraised value. Okay. So appraised value was 540, and based on their age at the percentages above, they could borrow 286,740. They owe 196,000 on their house. They've got closing costs of $3,500, and they took an advance of $86,446. So they just walked away with $86,000 in their bank and eliminated their mortgage payment. So they have 86 grand, no payment. Correct. And they borrowed currently 286 on a home that's worth 540. Exactly. And now they go into retirement for the next 20 years, hopefully, or 30 or 40, with no mortgage payment, money in the bank, debt free. And I'm trying to figure out what the catch is. Well, the catch is they have to stay in that home as their primary residence. So somebody who. But if you buy a house and you want to live in it, that's the key. If you're in your forever home, what if, is there? If you're not yeah. in your forever home, then you're going to, you know, have your balance go up over time. And when you go to sell it, you're going to have less equity to walk away with because you're simply not making a mortgage payment. Okay, so that's the catch. Yeah. If there was a catch, yeah. instead of your loan balance going down, yeah. that 286 example that you showed us, yes. he's 69. Let's say he lives another 20 years. Right. So maybe that balance is going to be in 20 years, let's just say, call it, I don't know, 2000 a month. 20 years, it's amazing how quickly I can do that math in my head. I don't know how quick it was, five. So that would be probably another 500,000 that they might owe. So this is a perfect time to touch on the kids and the concern of not getting their equity. So let's say the house is worth 850,000. Well, that's where I was going. So mm-hmm. we, we just added 500,000 to the principal balance of a, of a 286. So now you're at seven. Yeah. So in 20 years, you hope the home is at least worth 850. But if it's not, you also don't care. (laughs) Because truly, like, let's say they owe a million dollars on it. And the house is worth 750. Why do we stop at a million? There is no recourse. There's no recourse. So we sell the house and any deficiency is paid Mm -hmm. off with the FHA insurance on the loan. Wow. There's no catch, guys. I'm sitting here trying to catch the catch, but there really isn't a catch. Yeah, there's there's people that it's definitely just the right choice for. And some of the scenarios we've talked about today were perfect examples. Awesome. Well, if you guys have enough information to at least get yourselves curious enough to take the class. Yes. Tara is your girl. Give her a call. Find out how to get signed up for the class. There's no obligation to taking classes. No, and there's no obligation to being informed. No. So let's get you guys informed better than what we did for you today. And we look forward to helping you guys make a purchase or do a refinance with a reverse sometime in the near future or a Heckam. Yes. They're called Heckams too, just in case you didn't know. (laughs) Thanks, Tara. You're welcome. Thanks, Rebecca. Okay. So seriously, if that wasn't like just drinking from a fire hydrant, I don't know what else is. When it comes to reverse mortgages, things can get so convoluted and there's so much misinformation out there. I really hope that if you only caught part of that, but it, you caught enough to know that maybe you want to do it, please give me or Tara a call. You can just go straight to her website at thetkteam.com and she would be happy to set you up for those classes. So please make sure you do. We really do believe that it's a wonderful option for somebody who's at least 55 years old or married to somebody who is. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Angel, angel.
I'm on vacation every single day cuz I love my occupation hey 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 I'm on vacation every single day every every single day.